now a look back at the front lines of health care in America, the front lines of caring, that army of nearly 66 million caregivers in this country. That front line we've been looking at this week can be a lonely place. I'm Donna from New Jersey. I am the sole caretaker of my son who is autistic. At the same time, my husband lost his job and our health insurance in 2011. It makes for a very tense household, which makes my autistic son more anxious. Lots of people have lots of advice, but no one ever offers any real help. We've heard all kinds of stories of families pulling together to care for a loved one, moms doing it alone, stories of the network of people, a real community that can form around the care of a loved one. We heard from Margaret Peggy Batten, whose husband, Brooke, is severely disabled after a bicycling accident. It can be quite extraordinary. Uh, it's a community of people who care for him in a medical way, but they also care about him. I think it's not a distortion to say that he has come to love them, and they have come to love him. It's quite remarkable. It takes work to do this, and... That's part of what makes caregiving work, the part that he does, not just the part that they do. Think of all these home caregivers as coaches as well as health care providers. They are paid professionals, but in homes where someone is being cared for, they can become part of the family. Amelia Blake and Jennifer Luciano know all about the business and blessings of compassion. Jennifer Luciano is a certified home health aide, and Amelia Blake is a registered nurse. They both work with the Visiting Nurse Service of New York. Amelia says every day she sees the ways people can slip into a feeling of isolation, doing work that's never done, always unpaid, and rarely recognized by anyone. I think it's very unrecognized. When we leave, we as the nurses and the aides, we go in and we're providing that care for that patient for 30 minutes or depending on the aide, if they're there for 6 to 10 hours a day for them. When they leave, the caregiver, again, takes over that role. And it can be very overwhelming for them because it's not a job that they're getting paid for. Uh, You know, there's no recognition for it. There's no recognition for um, making sure that the patient's eating correctly. And a lot of the patients who are elderly and confused, demented, they're not even there to recognize to that caregiver that, hey, you're doing something that benefits me. Jennifer Luciano, Mm -hmm. certified home health aide with the Visiting Nurse Service of New York. Most frustrating caregiving experience you've ever had where you felt like, man, I'm not helping here. I'm hurting or nothing's working. I could probably name one incident where I went in and she confused my services as being a maid. Mm. And she had family member there. She had her two daughters. Sit, do this, do that. Don't sit down yet. What are you doing? I'm like, hold on. Where's the plan of care? This is what indicates my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. Out of this, I'm not supposed to do anymore. And I had to draw a fine line. How hard is it at the end of life when the care is constant and there's really just not a lot of time? That's, that's difficult. You don't ever want to see nobody suffer. No matter what they tell you during training, you go into someone's home. This is their home, their personal space. And you come in as a stranger, you come out as a family member. It always happens. It doesn't take years for that to happen. In a matter of weeks, you can be considered a granddaughter, a daughter figure, a son figure, because there's male in the profession as well. And it's difficult when you see someone during their last stages. You feel good because you did what you were supposed to do, but still... 
you still feel this yearning of wanting to do more, although you know there's nothing more you could do for that person. Have you ever gotten too close, maybe so close that uh, in those moments you really feel that sense of loss like a member of the family? Always. And, you know, like Jennifer says, we're we're part of their family and it does, we can be in there for a week, um, you know, years in some cases and we become a part of their family. So watching them go through that process is like watching your family member go through that process. I have a patient who's going to be 102 on Thursday. 102. When I met her, she was 99. And when I first met her, I walked in and she's, you know, with this wheelchair coming to the door. And I'm thinking, wow, you're here by yourself at 99? And, you know, she says, the day I can't take care of myself is the day I check myself into an assisted living facility. And I'm like, you're 99. When is that day going to be? Fast forward, it's going to be three years later. And she's just now checking herself into an assisted living facility. You know, so it's just amazing. These patients are amazing to me. You hear these stories of uh, people in New York and and elsewhere um, where you become a part of the family and, you know, you end up in the will or something (laughs) like that. You know, crazy stories like that. I want to do something for you. You know, you've been so important to me. Um, You know, those are kind of funny stories. But they also say what the value of being a caregiver is. Can you say what the value of being a caregiver is based on your experience, Jennifer? Patience, loyalty to that person. You go with your heart on your sleeve. And me personally, I into every situation I go to, I just want to give everybody a hug. <laughs> and I'm like, it's going to be okay. I'm here to help you. I'm here. And I will be your cane if you need me to. That's what it means to me. And them having that assurance that... It's okay. Jennifer is here. I'm okay with Jennifer. I know nothing will be wrong because Jennifer is here. We talk about those as values of caregivers, but those are the values we'd expect in just life generally, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, the love and compassion that forms when we go in to take care of our patient, you that's actually what you're teaching more of, how to be loving and compassionate as they're going through this hard time, whether it's, you know, learning about their disease or approaching their end of life, that love and compassion that everyone deserves. That's what being a caregiver means to me. Jennifer and Amelia, thanks so much. Thank you Thank for you. having us. It's been great having you here. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. Amelia Blake is a registered nurse and Jennifer Luciano is a certified home health aide. They both work with the Visiting Nurse Service of New York. Coming up, a listener shares his story of being caregiver for his mother-in-law, Mary, and how it's changed his family forever. As soon as she got off work, she'd go straight over there to the nursing home, and then I'd have to go back at midnight I'd say, it's time to go, you know, uh, the kids are tired, they're already in bed, you know, you need your rest, we need to go to work, and she wouldn't do it, and I'll be darned. She wouldn't sleep, but then at 6 in the morning, she was right back there saying, you know, how's mom doing, you know. This is The Takeaway. Support for The Takeaway comes from Lumosity. Lumosity Lumosity.com's daily workouts are designed to improve memory and attention, dedicated to helping people feel sharper, think faster, and remember more. It's all at Lumosity.com.